of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Up. We're having a great time on a hump day. Yeah, let's not make our distinguished guests wait any longer. Brian Monson, HuskerLine.com. Brian, what's up, my man? I am so sorry for having to bail on you guys yesterday. I, I missed that, that medical appointment that I had, and I should have realized that that, that was our time, man. That's, that's our bat channel, bat time, and I, I goofed. That's okay because um, we do things for each other, right? We do it because we love having you on. And also, um, I don't even know where to start because I'm sure you don't even know where to start right now with this. No, it's a, because it's, it's a massive onion. It's I don't even know because it's like one. Um, I mean, obviously, we can. I we have Coach Matt Rule now, and staff yeah. starting to take shape. I think we have about what yeah. five full time assistants that I think we know of. Because you're starting to see, yeah. There's another new one, maybe possibly today with Omar Hales. Okay, um, could be the special teams coordinator. Looks like he was the special teams coordinator at Eastern. Um, I think that he had uh, some time with Coach Matt Rule uh, at Temple. So, uh, or actually at Baylor. Excuse me, I'm reading through his bio here a little bit right now. But it, I think Omar Hales is the latest piece that we know about i think we could also there's another way to kind of go ahead and do it a little bit too i think you can kind of go back and take a look at the the, the staff that was under scott frost mm-hmm. and maybe kind of like start to talk about retention i think you can you can throw out brian applewhite uh, i think yep. you can throw out bill bush yep. i think you can throw i think you can finally say that mickey joseph will not be retained yeah that's, I, I'm, that's an interesting I'm, one I'm, I'm almost to the point of saying that no one will be retained except for I haven't heard or been able to cross off Donovan Riola. Mm-hmm. And that may be the one there that could possibly be retained. I do know that like Vince Ginta is still is still working. However, in that role that that director of kind of recruiting operations that you that you kind of sit in there's there's sometimes a need to kind of bridge between what the what the previous staff has done with where the the new staff wants to kind of go and you're kind of that conduit and you're kind of a conduit yep. back to the 2023 recruiting class back to 2023 offers back to underclassmen offers and you need to kind of let everybody know like how everything was kind of functioning, where things were at, where all the bodies are buried and maybe then you transition out. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case with Vince. Vince Vince obviously had worked, I think, with a few of these guys before. He came in after Rule um, under Aranda uh, in Waco at Baylor uh, after Rule had left town. But um, I, I'm I'm certain that there has been some good good news and good vibes passed on along about how he kind of runs the recruiting department. Yeah, it's just it's an interesting time, and obviously Coach Rule is moving fast, like he said he was going to do. And I would assume we'll have this thing 
maybe wrapped up by Friday with staff. But I think more interesting is the uh, the world that I think you're living in on the recruiting side right now and trying to figure this whatever you want to call it out because I think it's so interesting. And then Coach Will mentioned that this is going to be a hard job. This is hard, and it started you know as soon as he got off that podium the other day because you've got 23 kids already committed, right? You got some big time players on that side that he's got to connect with. Then you've already seen what I don't know five six seven eight offers are already being thrown yep. out right now. Yep. What's the yep. vibe? I mean, as you, let me because I guess it's what's the vibe right now? Because a lot of people are like, oh, Mickey's going to be gone. We don't know. We don't. The door's still open. We don't know. But it feels like that. But those twenty three kids. What's the vibe that you're getting? Because I think it's all over the board with the kids that are already committed to Nebraska. Yeah, and in fact, I had a commitment reach out to me this morning, and this commitment had been um, in touch with Matt Rule, I think multiple times. I think I think I think he told me a couple of times. I'm not going to tell anybody what his name is because I I think that they're personally kind of going through their own reconciliation um, around what's really happening with Nebraska. Do I do I still have an offer? Is Nebraska still a place for me? Does Nebraska still want me? Etc. And I think despite the conversations, I think some of the offers, you know, that are kind of being extended out there are giving this person at least some, some right to kind of doubt what's kind of going to happen with him in his future as being a Cornhusker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's back up a little bit. So I think you're about right on the quantity of offers. I, I, I kind of lost count. I, I, I linked three new ones this morning onto Red Sea Scrolls. Interesting things about the three new ones. Another running back, another wide receiver, and a portal transfer interior offensive lineman. Um, if if I had to kind of back up and give you guys a summary of like what I'm kind of seeing, what 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 are, what are a couple of buzzwords that kind of come off the top of the guys that have been offered, the guys that they seem to be following on social media. Um, et cetera. Speed. Um, there's been a lot of guys. The skill position guys that, that Nebraska has offered and, and seem to be kind of targeting here a little bit, it has been these these are some fast dudes. The, the, the running back that Nebraska had just offered uh, last night, and it didn't come to my attention until this morning because I was under a deadline and riding until about 1030 last night, um, the the running back this morning it is the state champion sprint track uh, sprint track guy in North Carolina. So so definitely a, a, a state that's known to have some some speed. And his and his name is KJ Jones. He's, his first name is really Chiron. Um, so interesting guy to go out there and look at. But he's he touts himself as a ten six one hundred four three eight forty guy. That is that's mm. cooking, right? And 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 I think that I think it's really been interesting to see that they have gone after some some guys like that. So then, then I think the next thing that kind of is interesting here a little bit, this the pods of states that that they have targeted are are basically in alignment with what Matt Rule said in his press conference on Monday. If you remember, he said kind of in in the state, 500 mile, New Jersey, Florida, Texas. Well, I kind of said in three and a half this morning, I said. If you're casting out a net and you're throwing it from the bank and you got the weights right and it's going to spin through the air and those weights are going to spread out so where you get this maximum radius kind of square coverage, you know, when that net hits the water, 
you're, you essentially could draw up those four points, basically, from Nebraska to New Jersey, Jersey down to Florida, Florida, Texas, Texas, back up to Nebraska, and consider it a casted net across that area of the country. You're catching Big Ten country. You're catching markets like St. Louis and Kansas City. You're going all the way down uh, down now to, to Texas. You're coming across that, that, that Sun Belt states that have been huge, where Nebraska has still had a presence so far between Georgia and Louisiana, and now all of a sudden you're, you're picking up picking up offers in North Carolina, and and you know, and then there's going to be uh, there's a new offer today. The wide receivers from New Jersey, and there's an offensive lineman that's that's going to supposedly got an offer coming uh, from uh, New Jersey as well. Uh, I, I think that that's so interesting to me, and then I think that you know one last thing here, and I'll, I'll kind of give you guys a chance to kind of follow up questions on this thing too. I, I think some of the offers position-wise and some of the new interest position-wise are even more interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen the offer to Jamel Lloyd out of Omaha, fast guy. Track guy yeah. They're also now they're also now looking at Donald DeFran Jr. out of Lincoln. Guess what? Fast guy. And I think that also if you kind of coincide who the people are that have made public statements about Coach Rule in Nebraska and their 2023 commits, etc., you haven't seen anything from William Watson, and it looks like Nebraska is is retaking an interest in, a, in at least one guy that I had mentioned in three and out two weeks ago, Lincoln Kineholz, who is from uh, who's a University of Washington commitment, who's going to be taking an official visit, basically uh, to uh, uh, to Ohio State. He's out of South Dakota. He was the 11A uh, player of the year. He's thrown for like over 9,000 yards, you know, passing in his career. Um, there's just been a really great year for talent for quarterbacks. You talk about Flores. You talk about Cole. You talk about Kleinholz. You talk about Johnson. Um, there are some dudes that are in the area. And then you had William Watson that was being basically brought to you by, by Coach Whipple. And uh, so, yeah, obviously there's there seems to be – I need to kind of get realigned, I think, there. And, and you have to have that centerpiece when it comes to quarterback in your class. So I, I think I would look for some things to start happening on Friday when the coaches get out there on the on the road uh, when it comes to 2023 quarterbacks. I definitely think that that's going to happen. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Brian, when I, I look at Matt Rule's former uh, recruiting classes, you know, none of them are exactly eye-popping. You know, I know at Temple he was able to get a few five-stars there, which is pretty impressive, but... Uh, when I look at his recruiting classes, they're not eye-popping, but to me it doesn't really matter because you know he has a good history of developing players. So uh, is it something that we shouldn't be worried about when it comes to high-rated recruiting classes with Matt Rule? I don't think so, at least initially. Uh, I, I think that I think it kind of is what it is. Um, I don't think I, I think Rule number one is a splash hire. I, I really do. I think for the people that you're going to talk to on the streets. The overall, the overall uh, feeling is going to come back as a positive one, I think, for Nebraska fans. I think nationally, for the people that I care about listening to, they've all been on, on board as well when it comes to Matt Rule. Does that translate well, however, to the recruiting world? Can you go in there and flip a bunch of guys uh, that don't have any problems currently to the programs that, that they're committed to? I, I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's the case. However... 
that doesn't mean that you can't go out there and start targeting Cincinnati commitments like what Nebraska is doing. That doesn't mean that you can't go out there and start targeting some other guys who have got some problems with the current, you know, there's no coach. There's a, there's a guy that's committed to Colorado. No head coach. No head coach at Cincinnati. You've also got some guys that, that they're taking a look at that are AAC guys. You've got some guys that are out there that are that have that have you know not really picked up on that big you know power five offer that Nebraska could all of a sudden be for them. Um, so I, I I think that where where things kind of sit is Matt Rule is going back to what he knows. You, you give me give me the guy that wants to be there. Give me the guy that has great physical tools. Give me the guy that's that's not going to come to Lincoln and cause me a bunch of problems where I have to get phone calls about him after midnight, you know, multiple times a year. And because, I mean, that's really what the coaches worry about. You know, you're going to see that kid on TV 12 times a year. What happens the other 350 days? That's the stuff that the coaches have to worry about, right? That's the stuff that, that's part of their lives. So they don't want to have the wrong guy being brought in. So they're, they're doing their due diligence to make sure that they're doing, they're bringing in the right guys. So, I think that I think Coach Rule is going back to what's worked. His special sauce is you you bring in another you bring in your strength and conditioning coach, you get them to work, and mm-hmm. and it becomes not just that this is a Nebraska thing or that is a Nebraska thing. Everything is a Nebraska thing, and you have to start kind of towing that line. And the line is it's it's a holistic view. It's everything is inclusive to being a Nebraska football player as opposed to, well, just practice or just weights or just when you're going and getting treatment or, you know, whatever. It, the, the whole thing is. So I, I was really inspired by the things that he said on Monday. And, and I know from talking to some guys that, that have been part of that program, he's a demanding coach. But I think that when you see demands uh, from a coaching staff to a player, it means that the coaching staff sees value in you and they know that you have great potential. When they don't start, to, when they don't talk to you and they're not addressing you, it's when almost they've kind of given up and thrown in the towel. And, and I just, I feel like there's a there's a distinction there that needs to be kind of brought out when it comes to how I think some guys have talked about him and how some people kind of see that. It's not tough love. It's about trying to get the best person to kind of emerge when they're uh, when they're there as your coaches. Brian Wall said there. Um, also, I mean, obviously, people watch social media, and um, and I think everybody saw it because you're waiting to see what current uh, some of those top end guys in the 23 class were, were going to say or do. But it was some interesting stuff, I thought, when you got Dwight Boodle about what uh, his, you know, when he tweeted yep. stuff out, Malachi Coleman, which I think everybody's watching because uh, obviously there's a yep. lot of connection with him and Coach Joseph. Uh, then also they went back out and are re-recruiting, uh, re-offering kids. Uh, Kim and, uh, that's right. Cameron Leonard, that's, in, that's interesting. Uh, but what can we take away from, if anything, uh, with the kids that are you know, still in? I, you know, I, I think my takeaway is, at least at this moment, <clears throat> I don't know of any reason why they're not going to honor those scholarships. The guys that have committed, uh, it sounds like there's going to be a big official visit date. It's going to be next weekend, December 9th. And, and I think it's going to work out for most of the guys to get in. I, I know that, like, Benjamin Bramer had said, doesn't matter. I'm not going to take that visit. Uh, I need. I do need to figure out more things about Coach Rule because he's really, you know, he's he's definitely down to like a 50-50 thing. He's still committed, but he's still very much considering going to to Iowa State as well. Um, and you know, you've got a problem potentially with Riley Van Poppel because his team, more than likely, with Argyle being as good as they are, 
they will likely be in the state championship that weekend down here in Texas. So there's potentially a scheduling conflict there where I think he can make it work out for the weekend after. If I'm reading the recruiting calendar right, I think he can still pull in people on the 16th because I don't think sunny day is until the 21st. So I think you kind of get that extra weekend in December because mm-hmm. of championship week. Um, so I think that that's still a possibility. He's not looking around at all. He's really wanting to kind of set up on Nebraska still as being the destination. It's just, you know, uh, now that Applewhite's not being retained, that was his recruiting point of contact. Now that Mickey Joseph's not being retained, well, we, theoretically, hypothetically, um, there's a need to kind of reconnect with Coach Rule and, you know, I think it's Coach Robinson. I'm going to have to get used to some new names here, too, mm-hmm. um, with how they kind of see him fitting in. And I, I think that, you know, there's some really interesting things, you know, when it talks about talk about some of these guys and how they can kind of fit. I think that that still was a class that was athletic, that was tough, that had that development side that if you put the right things in front of them and they go in there and they start doing the right things, they can become a really good class. There was – just a lot of potential there, but you also had those big shiny stars like Coleman and Jaden Doss and Omarion Miller, mm-hmm. um, some dudes out there that could come in with the right circumstances and play right away. Um, those are those are some guys, obviously. I think that that they have to be very focused on getting in touch with very quickly and, and getting them on campus next weekend. Yeah, uh, then that's the whole one side. I think the other side, and I loved what Coach Rule said, and I think this speaks volumes, is when he talked about talking to the team, and he said. I know none of you guys signed up uh, to be coached by me, but I signed up to coach you. And that's just the current yeah. team and how valuable that message might be because there's guys making some decisions, uh, none more probably important. I don't want to lay it on one guy, but no, none more important than Casey Thompson. I agree with you completely. And I rewatched the press conference last night because my wife hadn't seen it. And that line stood out to me. It, it, it didn't like it was, didn't resonate at first, but it certainly stood out to me the second time that I listened to his press conference last night. And I, I think that that, that speaks volumes. <clears throat> I think about where his head is at and not necessarily the need to kind of come in and ultimately just kind of flip the roster, get our roster to where it is that we need it to be because we don't feel like we can win here with the guys that are here that's not what he said. And, 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 and I think that he drew some positive vibes, obviously, from what happened on Friday and the references that he drew, to, drew back from the, the Iowa win, uh, knowing what that team, that team needed that. That team needed that going into this, this long, you know, off season with new faces around in the offices where the old faces used to be. And an understanding, however, that from a desire standpoint, uh, Matt Rule could have been, you know, uh, teeing off every morning and decided instead that he got the right opportunity to go coach at Nebraska and wanted to be the head coach for those guys that on Black Friday decided to go out there and beat Iowa and Iowa City without having him as the head coach or working underneath the direction of an interim head coach. I, I, I think that those things were all very, very compelling to Matt Rule, and I think that those are things that, you know, when the, if the players sat down and really thought about it, those are huge selling points, you know, obviously to them about where this staff is at. And I think the other part too, man, and I'll, I'll, we'll move on to the next topic. If, if they would just go back and kind of pull up the NFL draft history and, mm-hmm. and, and look at what's going on currently in the NFL, or just go back and look up the rosters and start looking at guys from Baylor and from Temple. And I know that it's popped, it stood out to me in the last month, month and a half or so, uh, considering Matt Rule could potentially be the head coach when I'm watching the games and they do the little bios, you know, as they kind of do the first drive or the second drive and the offensive defense, 
how many guys are from Baylor? How many guys are from Temple? It was kind of surprising how many guys were actually fitting into those two categories. And then understanding, obviously, that Rule had a, had a part to do with developing those guys to get them there to that next level. And, and obviously those two schools, not necessarily coming off the top of your, you know, off the tip of your tongue, just being that NFL developing powerhouse kind of, you know, thing. It had to do a lot with the, with the baker and the cook as opposed to, you know, the restaurant. And, and that's, that I think is very, very important for those people to, or the kids to consider. By the way, I know where he lives out in Charlotte. He could play a ton of golf. <laughs> I knew that we were going to go there, man. I can't do that anymore with my my shoulders, so I'm I'm envious. Mm. But I'll I'll tag along and and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you how cold the drinks are that as I chase you down the <laughs> down the cart down the path with the with the with the cart. I'm using styrofoam cups. My hands don't get cold. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're way too professional for me, man. <laughs> Brian, you know, I, I heard Rule in the press conference. He mentioned the 500-mile radius, and, you know, I feel like that's just a given. You know, people are going to – coaches are going to automatically try and, and keep that. But is there a certain hot spot, certain part of the country where Rule will continue to uh, recruit from? I, I do think – I thought, you know, in that press conference, again, thinking back to last night, I thought it was incredibly important and stood out to me that he said in-state 500 mile. And I felt like that was a guy that understands, you know, basically where his bread is buttered. Where the bread is buttered for that team is they have to have an effectiveness to stretch the state border out to that 500 mile radius to compete with a school like Texas. You have to grab additional population areas like KC, like part of Chicago, you know, get Oklahoma City as part of that deal, get Denver as part of that deal. And you want to consider that to be part of basically your state border extended. And that's how you get that radius to kind of exist, right? Just draw 500 miles out from Lincoln, catch Chicago, catch all the Dakotas, Denver down to Red River, circle back around, and then you got your 500 miles. Um, but I, 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 think, I think what I have seen so far in the social media follows, and the offers that have kind of come out. Um, I'm thinking Mid-Atlantic is going to be a very, very interesting region from Maryland and New Jersey. And, and like I said, he says New Jersey, but if people have been out there on the East Coast at all and they're driving along the Beltway or they're doing whatever they need to do, you know, going from Trenton down to Philly or whatever, you cross state lines there. It's not like going from Nebraska to Kansas or Nebraska to Iowa. It's it, you just kind of cross the state line, and all of a sudden you didn't even realize it happened until Google Maps told you. Um, so it's a little different. It's a densely populated area to place basically over there in that region, and and uh, you kind of lose sight of where those things are at. So you kind of got to draw, say, hey, it's New Jersey, but it's really Mid Atlantic, um, and, and 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 Northeast, right? And then I think, however. Texas is going to be a huge part. In talking to A.J. Newberry yesterday, who got the offer from South Grand Prairie, he's a running back out there in South Grand Prairie, Coach Rule did that without any type of advisory from his staff that he has brought on board so far You know, to this point. It was like a Sunday deal or a Monday deal before the press conference. And really, Coach Rule just kind of relied on his old – coaching contacts going back to his time at Baylor and, and called the old head coach at South Grand Prairie High School and said, hey, I want to offer your running back. You know, So I think Texas is going to be a huge part. And like I said this morning in three and out, music to everybody's ears because I feel like um, when you don't recruit the state of Texas, I, I think you 
you lose out on a, on a part of the, the, the nation where those kids are prepared to play football 12 months a year, where they're not in season, you know, all 12 months, they're in off season or they're in passing league or they're, they're doing another sport basically to bring out athleticism to, to make them better in football. It's all about football type of conditioning and, and building athletes down here, unfortunately. And that's something that I've seen firsthand. Um, but that's, that's a, that's a, that's a guy that is part of a process that is prepared to go to the collegiate level that is doing things already that the collegiate players are doing when it comes to lifts, their prep, etc. So, uh, Recruiting the state of Texas is an important part that needs to be included uh, with Nebraska and the plan for that rule. Uh, Brian, we were uh, we just got the latest the latest edition of the college football playoff, and man, tell me that I am like everybody else in the country that I want it just to stay where it's at because somehow, some way, Alabama is just sitting there waiting for people to lose, and it'll make me sick if that happens. I. I totally agree with you. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking about the same thing. It's like if there's not a more opportunistic kind of, you know, team right now, then, then you know, if there's not a team out there that's looking more to pounce than, than Alabama, then I don't know who it is. Mm. And and conference championship week is going to be critical. You, you almost want chalk to get in yes. because you don't want that scenario to happen. And it just – I, look, I know that they're playing better. I know that they're playing better than what they were, and I don't call it whatever you want to call it, that Bill O'Brien was still adjusting, readjusting to the college game or whatever the case may be. But you still get excited about those moments, right, where they're not riding high and just and just dominating college football. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need and need to kind of – you need to kind of say thanks for those valleys whenever they do come up for Nick Saban and Alabama because they don't come up very often. Brian, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for taking the time. And, uh, boy, uh, I guess continue to stay in your seats because this is a ever-moving because you're seeing stuff come in and out, recruits and coaches and stuff. So, But, man, we appreciate it. Take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you real soon. Talk to you guys next week. We'll see you. Thanks, Brian. Brian Munson, HuskerLine.com right there. Go read his stuff out there because there's so much more in his three-and-out articles. And if you had to be a member of that, you could see the Red Sea Scroll. All the stuff, man. He's just so in tune with it because it is ever-changing right now. Right. So, uh, Nebraska hoops tonight. I'm taking the cover. Nebraska covers. You think so? 70-62. There you go. Okay. I don't th- oh, Man. I, I, like, I like what they've done with Derek Walker. They can continue it. I'll go like six. I think it's low scoring. I'll go 65-58. All right, I got you down. I got 70-62. All right, hey, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Take care of yourself. Thanks for hanging out with Will and a hump day. We'll catch you on a Thursday.